This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za. Last month, we spoke to special guests, Gert Moorman and Dr. Julie Slattery, about how important it is to sing into oneself so that we can see God and experience the desired deep connection and intimacy with Him. If you happen to miss that, that no sweat. You can log onto the K-Pulpit webpage and find the podcast at Into Me See. Feel free to pass them on to friends and family, especially the ones with Dr. Julie, as she's really a worldwide speaker on the topic of biblical sexuality. Yeah, and this month, April, we'll be focusing on how our struggles, our hurts, hang-ups, and habits impact our intimate relationship with others. You know, so when 2020 ended, we looked forward to a much better 2021. However, very soon 2021 started with the second wave of COVID, and from January we were experiencing lockdowns at different levels, and even talk of a third wave. Ah, These are very stressful times when we were confronted and confined to our homes uh, many times, experiencing many losses of friends, of loved ones, of income, face-to-face connection with others, and uh, relying on Zoom. And some people have even described it as having Zoom fatigue. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we also had quite a bit of that, as a lot of our context and our um, time being with people were on Zoom as opposed to Physical contact, because my Mm. mom is living with us right now, just for the listeners to know. And so we had to take extra special care um, so that we wouldn't bring it into our home. In this episode, we will talk about how challenges that the COVID-19 pandemic negatively impacted our intimacy with others and ourselves as a couple. And just in general, couples, Frederick, um, mm. I think many couples were impacted by this. Absolutely. And I think, uh, as we said in one of our previous recordings, that uh, the divorce rates have increased mm. uh, in this time during the pandemic when people are uh, very close to each other um, and in each other's space right? Uh, almost 24-7. Hey? Yes. And uh, we got uh, quite a few clients that started coming to us mm. that were really struggling in their relationships. And mm. also problems with addictions ex- escalated. Yes, right? But we absolutely. will get into that right now. Okay. <laughs> so next week, we'll be speaking to Pastor Paul Houtsen uh, from Stellenbosch and uh, how he has been uh, seeing these challenges um, and continue to how they continue to affect people amidst this pandemic. You will also reflect on what people can put into place to improve their contact with other people and and develop healthy relationships. Mm, mm. Especially amidst all the stressors that we experienced Mm, during mm, the pandemic. mm. It's it's a lot better now, but like you said, we're already hearing about the third wave. And so there are still constraints. Mm. The the two weeks after that, we'll be speaking to Corey a special therapist who will share what she has observed during the pandemic and what practical steps people can take to walk through these dark valleys. Be sure to tune in. And if you've missed something, to remember to get the podcast on KBL, uh, K-Pulpit's website. 
um, at the archive podcast Into Me See page. Mm. Yeah, it's a wonderful place where we can um, re-listen and uh, get some of those wonderful facts eh, and and teachings. Mm. And just talking about teaching, and uh, the Bible is our great teacher. And God's Word gives us great input or great insight into intimate relationships with Him and with our neighbors. Um, that means other people and those close to us. So these relationships are summed up in the Ten Commandments, of course, uh, in Exodus 21 uh, to 17. But Jesus also makes this uh, very, very concise in uh, Luke ten twenty-five to 29 when uh, a learned uh, person of the law approached him. Uh, and, and this is how it goes. Just then a religious scholar stood up with a question to test Jesus. Teacher, what do I need to do to get eternal life? And Jesus answered, what's written in God's law? How do you interpret it? And the man said that you love the Lord your God with all your passion, your prayer, your muscles and intellect, and that you should love your neighbor as you do yourself. Good answer, said Jesus. Do it and you will live. And just then later on he says, and just how would I define neighbor, said the man. And then Jesus went on to tell the story or the parable of the Good Samaritan. And we see how important it is to interact and to connect with our neighbor. Now, Suki, um, what do you see about this? I'll tell you now, I'm just thinking when Jesus said, good answer, do it and you will live. It sounds so easy. But many of us listen to the the story of the the Good Samaritan, or we read it. And I don't know about you, but often I think, oh, there are so many people that are lying on the street. Mm. And for us to jump out of our cars and take them to the nearest hospital, it feels like a huge challenge and Mm. all the beggars. So it, it's not so easy to know how to practically do that, how to mm. practice, not only in those kind of relationships, but also with those nearest to us and often those in our families. Yes. Um, I know we've been saying for years that we want to love well, mm. Mm. Um, mm. but we've made many mistakes with one another and with our kids and our family. And we also struggled with strained relationships from time to time. So mm-hmm. to to act practically apply, love your neighbor as yourself, <laughs> is more tricky than what I would love to see, that I wish it could be easier because it seems like so many things actually affect those relationships. And often it's our own brokenness. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the, the pandemic, Suki, makes it even worse yes. because – now, when you see somebody uh, sitting or lying or begging, uh, the first question you ask, my, I ask often myself is, are they wearing a mask? Mm. Um, will I be infected if I get out and mm. I get close to them? Mm. And, um, and so even when we go out for shopping, um, we're very reluctant to connect with people, and especially if they're not wearing a mask or not wearing it correctly. So the pandemic has really brought a lot of stress and strain on relationships, not mm. only with those closest to us, but just in general. 
uh, if we're talking about our faith communities, um, other Christians, uh, we're not able to meet um, in, in, in congregations and sing together. But all of this uh, seems to be d- done in Zoom, and mm. this is how we are connecting. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. It definitely affects every part of of how we connect with people. Mm, hey? mm, mm. And also our pasts and present hurts, hang-ups and habits make it hard to, to really know how to love, mm. especially when there are stressful times and when our old default patterns of interpersonal relations easily kick in and we hurt each other. When, when we don't really want to, when we don't want this to happen. Hey? Mm. So, Suki, uh, you've experienced, and um, both of us have experienced, like many people, um, please share with me wh- who are the people that have you see as your neighbor over this period of lockdown, I mean, since uh, March 2020? Who have been your neighbors? Uh, mm. Mm. I've wondered how could I do that. I know there were many people that were taking food parcels or whatever to people, but we were in the the, the more at risk group. Mm. So I was wondering how can we make a difference to others um, in a practical way without um, harming ourselves and Mama, you know, my mm. mom who has been staying with us. And um, I know some of our neighbors brought us food, um, probably because they think we're in the older category. And At risk, yeah. someone brought us, what was it? Kind of, oh, it was a, a meal and so on. Mm. So, but I was thinking, we cannot really do that. So, what could we do? And I, I did something that seems quite silly now, but I was thinking, what can I do well? Maybe, you know, I was thinking about neighbors on both sides of us. And their kids were at home, and they were homeschooling. And and I offered whether I could tell stories to the neighbor's kids because I thought maybe mm. they would get so tired of their parents, maybe they would enjoy sitting with a neighbor and doing stories. Now, nobody had taken up that offer. Mm. <laughs> but uh, that was a way that I thought because mm. it was hard for me to think how could I do that. But something else that I did that really worked I connected very intentionally with older friends mm. that maybe I haven't spoken to for a long time and reach out to, to them and maybe people far away mm. and heard how they were doing and um, just, you know, cared for them and maybe sent a picture of flowers or connecting with them in real ways. Because I And so it was actually quite nice. We I spoke to people that I hadn't spoken to in years mm. just to reestablish those contacts. So... So what we you're, what I hear you're actually saying is that it is very difficult to be an, an, a good neighbor to those outside of our confines or outside of the home. So in actual fact, our neighbor is those that are closest to us. So you and I, we were our, each other's neighbors mm. as such. Mm. And uh, Mama was our neighbor. But she came later, you know. Mm. She only mm. came in October. So I'm thinking about the part when the lockdown was very harsh mm. and uh, what what happened to us then and, and how we felt that it was affecting our personal relationship with each other. But maybe mm. we can tell the listeners more about that and our friends more um, after this break. Yes, wonderful. Thank you, Suki. So, Frederick, we were talking about um, struggles in our relationship, and I remember that some of the older patterns, things that we didn't really struggle with that much anymore, 
came back into our relationship. Mm, mm, so mm. maybe you can share some of that. Maybe some of our friends, the listeners, have also experienced something similar to this. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, so, you know, it really depends. Um, different couples will have definitely different issues. Mm. But in, in our relationship, I was finding that my own old hurts and hang-ups and, and wounded self um, were the things that were easily triggered. Um, so my typical pattern um, from my past is to withdraw when there's any type of conflict or any type of stressed relationship. So when you would mention something that I should have done or that I felt I didn't do quickly enough or I hadn't done that, then I would withdraw and um, I would disengage. And of course, uh, you in your old patterns would come into play, which were, Suki? To pursue, because mm. unfortunately, that was the way it was. When Frederick starts withdrawing, I start pursuing. And that, of course... Um, that caused the unhealthy dynamics in our mm, relationship. Mm. But, but fortunately, because we've been working on these things for so, so long, we could recognize it and mm. we could talk about that. Mm. And that made a big difference. Big, but um, I think it's really hard if a person hasn't done some work in your relationship and these things start popping out. And I think sometimes people don't even realize what's happening yes, to them. absolutely. Another problem, oh, sorry, you wanted to say? Yeah, I, I was just thinking, you know, Suki, if we look back uh, a couple of years, a number of years back in our relationship, that dynamic uh, didn't require much stress or strain to kick in. Uh, those old patterns to be triggered. And um, we would stay in those old patterns for much longer. And so even during the pandemic, when these patterns were triggered, they were triggered um, at a much higher stress, stress level mm. and uh, they would last a, a lot shorter mm. um, because we were able to recognize them, as you were saying, and mm. we were able to talk and say, what has just happened? Um, let's talk about it later or um, let's have a discussion about it. Let's have a dialogue about this. Mm. Mm. So we, we started having couple dialogues so that uh, where the one person just listens mm. and the listener is the server. Mm. He doesn't ask questions. He just listens and understands mm. because so often in our relationships, we think we look for solutions, but actually we just want to be heard. Mm, absolutely, yeah. Um, and, um, yeah, and even sometimes when, uh, you know, we as men, uh, we don't realize our, our wives or our spouses or our partners just want to be heard. Uh, they don't necessarily want to have a solution or have the problem fixed, but they want to be heard. And uh, we easily pursue a solution or mm -hmm. try to fix something because we think that is our role and uh, then we actually are damaging the relationship mm -hmm. any further but I, I was wondering Suki these patterns that we are talking about where do they come from? Um, oh, of course a lot of these things come from our childhood mm. ways that we've seen our parents behave both of us come from alcoholic families and we'd, they were typical avoidance patterns and pursuer patterns mm. in that and denial patterns. Mm. And um, we often think, and I mean, it's not like we're saying this is our excuse, but 
these are the models that we've grown up with. Mm. And uh, I remember often we said, well, it doesn't matter. We've forgiven our parents. Everything is fine. But it's still certain patterns of behavior that we had learned from a young age mm. that mm. continues to haunt our relationships. And if we do not um, identify that mm. and address that and learn better ways to cope with that, we, we continue, it continues to have an effect. Mm. And later on, we think it's an unsolvable problem in mm. our relationship. I think... Another problem that we struggled with is to be together so much. Mm, mm, because mm. normally you go, um, you know, we, we've got the same, we work in a business at home um, and we often do things, but but still, Frederick's got his stuff that he does. I do my things. He goes out to get quotes or he does some counseling with people. I do my own things. Um, so, but it felt like it had thrown us together, which was good in some way because we played games. We had all sorts of ways of, of coping with that. Can mm. you remember some of the patterns and some of the things we put in place? I think that, which, were good? that was very important for us, especially in, in, during the hard lockdown, is that we had a routine mm. um, and that we had things that we could look forward to. Uh, so, for instance, um, we decided on the weekends we are going to have a braai mm. because we, we weren't braaiing very often. And so we have some meat prepared, um, not uh, not much, but it was a small braai, but there's something that we could look forward to. I think many of the other South Africans think, what is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> because we were away for so many years in other countries and... We came back and we just never had a habit of braying often. But like Frederick said, we, we had to have something that we looked forward to. Mm, and mm. that we had to break the weekends, act the week's activities. This was weekend. And also we started doing poiki. Mm. But something else I remember that we did that was very meaningful. In the morning we would do a prayer time mm, together. Mm. And the evening we would do that again. And we would read something together and discuss that. So it was almost like a frame around mm. the day. That that started the day and that ended the day, and and we did some games. We started playing more games. Mm. Um, that all those things helped a lot, but it put strain on the relationship, hey? Because um, I remember that we read somewhere that a healthy relationship is characterized by by couples that have at least, I think, I, I forgot the exact number now, but nine or ten connections outside of the relationship, mm, mm, that mm. we actually put a lot of stress on the relationship when we start trying to get everything that we need from that particular relationship. Maybe you want to comment on that. Yeah, I think when, we are, uh, ex uh, when our expectations are that um, our partner needs to fulfill all my needs. And uh, when we are chucked together uh, in one home in, at a time, then we really feel that there's nobody else. We can't go to our friends. We can't reach out uh, except through a telephone call maybe. But we expect our partner to satisfy us in all our needs. So, you know, the typical type of reactions that uh, we had was either for me was to isolate and to withdraw and to disengage. And uh, I couldn't reach out to other friends. Um, Except for call by calling yeah, on Zoom yeah, eventually. Yes, that we this is doing. what we mm. could do. 
but it was not a face-to-face. -face. Mm. And, uh, and this is what um, the difference is between Zoom and face-to-face. -face. And uh, when you speak to somebody face-to-face, -face, you see their body language, you see their eyes, you see everything about them, and you can actually touch them. Um, but with the Zoom conferences, we are not using all our senses. And uh, intimacy often requires that we are engaged with all our senses. Um, do you have some th comments about that, Suge? Yes, that's true. Um, it's absolutely true. And I think, um, I don't want to go on another tangent, but it reminds me of self-care that we did. Mm. That um, things that we did where I would sit outside in the garden and feel the sun and the breeze on me and look at the birds. It's almost like a mindfulness and that I really connected with God deeply mm. just by when the sun was shining on me and I could really connect with him. But at the same time... Mm? Mm, I, I'm just uh, reflecting what you are saying, Suki, is how important self-care is and self-nurture. Um, because I think when we are in each other's spaces, it's difficult to give each other space to be able to nurture ourselves and to make sure that we are healthy so that we can offer to somebody else, and especially those closest to us, mm. of our healthy relationship and of our love. Um, as the scripture says, love others as you love yourself. As you take care of yourself, we can love others. And what you are talking about is a lot of about the outer circle activities. Now, for those of you who are not very sure of it, uh, um, in the addiction support groups, they often talk about the three circles. The outer circle are the healthy activities that you use to self-nurture, to self-care, um, to move away from your addictive patterns. And then you have a middle circle where the slippery slope is, is where you could be going into your old habits and hurts and addictions and They're like spending too much time on the internet yeah, something like that something like mm. that so it's a slippery slope and then the inner circle is the the behavior that uh, you we call acting out mm. uh, that is when you engage in your addiction so if a person drinking would take a drink right yes, oh. that would be acting yeah, out maybe middle circle for a person going into a bar <laughs> or just driving past the the bottle store mm. or, or smelling the bottle store mm. um, so that is the the slippery slope mm. um, um, so but I don't want to emphasize that. What I want to emphasize is that we need, especially in these stressful times, to be grounded, uh, to see where we are, to, to be grounded in our identity, to be grounded in the things that we have and the realities of our current and the present uh, and the good things because there are truly many good things that we can be grateful for. Mm. And I remember we had to focus on that as mm. individuals. What are the things I'm grateful for and what are the things that we're grateful for as a couple mm. and what mm. are the nice things we can do as a couple? Um, I remember um, when, uh, when the lockdown was very strict, we could only walk to go and buy something. So you would see people with their shopping bags going to t uh, going to the shops. And I often got lost on the way to the shop because I did a bit of a detour because I love walking in the environment. Mm. And 
for us just to sit outside together was a good thing for us as a couple and to to do a little braai. And then, of course, the the friends, even though even though we had to do things on Zoom, that was my lifeline, Frederick. Mm, I remember mm. um, it it really helped, mm. especially to have a visual, not only a call. Mm. And we even did birthday gift, oh, birthday celebrations for friends mm, on yes. Zoom. So, yeah, I think as... This, the the pandemic continue. Of course, the the lockdown is not as strict, but we still have a lot of these things that keep on annoying and frustrating us. We need to continue to look at the good things yes. that we can do for our relationships. Mm. And also we joined a, a couples group, you yes, and I. Yes, yes. That was very good for us on, on Zoom, Zoom that yeah, we still Zoom. continue mm. to do that is helping us in our relationship. Mm. Yeah, so listeners, thank you very much for tuning in again um, every Tuesday at uh, 6.30 p.m., on K-Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. And if you missed what we were talking about and just want to re-listen or pass it on to a friend, get to the K-Pulpit website at kpulpit.co.za and go to the podcast and Into Me See. And feel free to write to us at Frederick Suki, Frederick without a C-K. It's Frederick, F-R-E-D-E-R-I-K, Suki, one word, at kpulpit.co.za. We're looking forward to receive your comments, remarks, and questions. Till next time. God bless. Hierdie insetsel is aan jou gebring dier Radio Kaapse Kansel op 729 AM. Besoek ons geris op www.kaapsekansel.co.za 